If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Crunch, crunch, crunch was the sound of my gait as I marched along a distant barren landscape. Here, there were no demanding customers, no competition putting pressure on me. There were no employees anxiously seeking consensus or no investors asking endless questions about our sales forecast. Absent was the industry publications that offer views of the future from their favorite pundits. If I had access to my tricorder, it would perhaps have shown my location to be somewhere on the moon. Fortunately, my addictive device was safely locked away, far away from here. Tonight it was just me, walking across the Valle de Luna, under a cloudless sky that offered a clear view into the origins of our universe. I had transformed myself to this distant place in the Atacama Desert to embark on an annual ritual I call Finding Solitude. Today we're going to be talking about finding solitude, something that many leaders of high-growth ventures fail to experience. In fact, we're constantly bombarded by critical decisions. We make thousands of them each week that make or break our companies. We spend time multitasking, putting out fires, communicating, rushing to meetings, making a sale, all while monitoring our phones for the next crisis. This can be exhausting. Sometimes it can be so fatiguing, often depleting us of energy, and this is when we make fatal decisions. But what we rarely get is time for ourselves to just think. So once a year, I would ship myself and my wife off to a remote location on earth to find rest and solitude, being far away from the business, away from management, away from decisions. And it offered me an opportunity to gain perspective with my mind at rest and my stress reduced, I finally possessed the cycles to think. Think. Think about my life at home. My wife and I tend to discuss our relationship during these times. I get to think about the challenges ahead for my business. And in this process of purposeful thought, I find unexpected solutions to that business. My own beliefs, if you will, about the business sprout unencumbered by groupthink or consensus reaching. I like to read about history during these escapes. In the texts, I usually find examples of systems that transcend time. Sometimes I don't think at all. That's when I often get epiphanies that unlock the next stage of my journey as a CEO. There are advantages to solitude. In fact, leadership and solitude are not often combined. But a look at one leader in recent history that stood alone uncovers the advantages of doing so. I want to talk about General David Petraeus. In 2008, the general, the former head of the U.S. Central Command, was named Intellectual of the Year by Prospect Magazine. As the judges saw it, the so-called Petraeus Doctrine is the only written piece of intellectual output in the last two years that have made a direct difference to the lives of millions. 
It's radical, among other things, for being the first actively humane warfighting doctrine to ever come out of the Pentagon, enshrining the ideas that winning a modern war requires ensuring the security and well-being of the civilian population, and that humanitarian assistance and construction projects are critical to any fight, and that 80% of the battle is a political one. It wasn't always easy for Petraeus. His path to where he is now was not a straight one. When he was running Mosul in 2003 as a commander of the 101st Airborne and developing the strategy he would later formulate into the counterinsurgency field manual and then ultimately apply that field manual throughout Iraq, he pissed off a lot of people. He was way ahead of the leadership in Baghdad and Washington, and a number of bureaucracies didn't like that sort of thing. Here he was, just another two-star general, and he was saying, implicitly but loudly, that the leadership was wrong about the way it was running the war. Indeed, he was not rewarded at first. He was put in charge of training the Iraqi army, which was considered a blow to his career, a dead-end job. But he was struck with the focus that he should stick to his guns, and ultimately, he was vindicated. One of the central elements of his counterinsurgency strategy is precisely the idea that officers need to think flexibly, creatively, and independently. This was remarked upon and presented in a speech to a class at West Point by an essayist, Bill Derezowitz, who eloquently explained the difference in Petraeus's leadership, his ability to think flexibly, to be creative and independent. In other words, Petraeus successfully fought against the conventional wisdom of the Pentagon. He took the time to think, found solitude, and developed a winning approach to Iraq. In fact, Derezowitz also explains today that we have a crisis in our society. Many young leaders, perhaps many of the CEOs that are listening to this podcast right now, have come out of some of the best schools in the country without the necessary faculties to become leaders. I'm not trying to be rude to the listeners, but what Derezowitz was saying in his speech to these young cadets was that thinking is something we actually have forgotten how to do. And what we don't have, in other words, are thinkers, he said, people who can think for themselves, people who can formulate a new direction for the country, for a corporation, a college, for the army, a new way of doing things, a new way of looking at things, people, in other words, with vision, he emphasized. What Bill DeResowitz is preaching is that the best leaders make time to think. They find solitude, quiet places where they can develop their own thoughts and perspectives. This is the key to developing critical thinking skills that are going to be vital to effective leadership. And they are vital to effective leadership as a CEO of a high-growth company. Now, how do you find solitude? Well, some of my favorite leaders have all had their own habitual ways of finding time alone. Bill Gates, when he was CEO of Microsoft and ultimately continues this process as the founder and CEO of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, he would go out on these annual retreats. He calls them reading retreats, where he would bring these two large canvas bags of books with magazines, white papers, all types of reading content. And he would sequester himself away with a week or more of reading materials. And he would often emerge many times with new strategic imperatives for his personal computer empire he was running at the time. His legendary Internet Tidal Wave memo came from one of those retreats. This was when he decided to integrate the Internet Explorer with the operating system that ultimately put Microsoft on the map in the war for the Internet browser. President Barack Obama, for example survived the White House by isolating himself in what he likes to call his cave. In fact, his wife often says, I don't know where Barack is, he's probably in his cave. 
It's a room dedicated to deep thought that he insists on having in every home. There, he'd read presidential biographies, sometimes apocalyptic sci-fis. Of the latter, for example, he said it unexpectedly put things in perspective. The scope of it was immense, so that was fun to read, partly because my day-to-day problems with Congress seemed fairly petty. Not something to worry about. I mean, aliens are about to evade. My friend David Cancel, CEO of Drift, takes a three-month sabbatical every three years. In fact, he shares some of his experiences on that sabbatical on his podcast, Seeking Wisdom. Even in fictitious examples of leadership, we find the importance of rest and solitude. My favorite Star Trek captain is Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek Next Generation. And as his commander, Riker, would say, Picard's ready room on the Starship Enterprise serves as a place to surround himself with things that give him a much-needed perspective on his duties. Anyway, these are examples, and you can find many examples of CEOs, great leaders that take time away from the office, away from the hustle and bustle and decisions and pressures to make time to think. So I want to offer up a four-step recipe before we leave here. Number one, how to find solitude once a day. So once a day, what you need to do is block your calendar for at least one hour. The morning is the best time because usually you're sharp that time. You haven't gotten inundated with a host of meetings and decisions already. And you use that time to think, read, gather your thoughts. Gary Keller in his book, The One Thing, suggests doing it for four hours a day so you can focus on that one thing. He's really talking about your one thing of focus. If your one thing is sort of getting your strategy right, well, you need to make time for yourself once a day to focus on strategy. And you block your calendar and you keep that block religiously. Ideally, you're doing this before you get to the office so so no one can find you. Next is once a month. Once a month, you sequester yourself, let's say to a coffee shop, a place off-site out of the office, and you write down your most important learnings for the month. Ideally, you're writing down your mistakes because from those mistakes is where all the learning happens. We talk a lot about that on CEO Playbook. And you can find a method for doing that writing on our website, ceoplaybook.co. Once a quarter, you can also do something really different. You do something outside of your field, something that interests you beyond your role as CEO. For example, I have been known to take cooking classes, online coding classes, salsa dancing lessons, a bartending class, attend science fairs, and teach entrepreneurship at an independent school during my quarterly escape from the office. So once a quarter, find something that has nothing to do with the business so that you can rest your mind and ultimately find time to think. And then once a year, get lost. I mean, really get lost. Get as far away as you can from your office and immerse yourself in an experience that frees your mind. In every one of my companies, we've had a mandatory shutdown between Christmas and New Year's. And this is when I would escape. That's how I got to that Atacama Desert location. So to summarize, once a day, once a month, once a quarter, and once a year, find solitude. It's going to be hard because we're always thinking we can't get away. We can't make time to get away from the office. But finding solitude is a learned behavior, a habit that's so important to the success of being CEO. It takes practice. But you don't need to transport yourself to another planet to find it or to the moon. While it is counterintuitive approach to leadership, it is incredibly a prescription for success. See you next time. Are you currently making the transition from founder to CEO? Are you a first-time CEO in the middle of a huge challenge? Or are you just curious about what it takes? Then you need to read CEO Playbook. It's an online publication full of stories from real CEOs and practical sage advice for leaders of high-growth companies. 
go to ceoplaybook.co to start reading some amazing content for free. You'll find out why over 400 CEOs go here to learn what it's really like being CEO. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.